come listen to our review of a movie with a bunch of hair-raising situations. I'm so sorry for that. We're talking Tangled on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and buy Valentine's for everyone in your class because your teacher was worried that someone would feel excluded. <laughs> uh, the, that laugh you're hearing, uh, my guest today, uh, if you're in Philadelphia, she is the managing director of The Humminbard. She was also a finalist in Songbird 10. Please give it up for Taylor Pluckett Clemens. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. Oh, so great to be here. So I, I'm I like, we're just going to dive right into it. Cause, yes. uh, so we were, so we're talking about Tangled, but before that, um, so you're going to <laughs> Disney World soon, you said. I am. I'm going to Disney World in August with my entire family. Amazing. Um, eight of us driving in a minivan down to Florida. Uh, we did it before, but we're doing it again because um, we didn't die the first time. Yeah. I, ugh, I cannot imagine that because my, my parents, my parents romanticize um, long road trips a lot. <laughs> Because when I was originally going to move out to L.A. right after graduation, they're like, yeah, we'll pack up a car and drive you across country. And one time, one time we did um, the six-hour drive from Philly to Boston. And by the end, we were all just yelling at each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done the drive to Boston as well. Um, it's so rough. Like, it's not it's bad. <laughs> but it's just... it's just a tiny bit too long yeah so i hated the drive to disney world the first time i was the most i was the only one who was this miserable um because our first drive we had a minivan but it only had seven seats even though there were eight of us oh um so like i spent a lot of the time sitting on the floor in between the two (laughs) seats in the middle um and i hated it and i was miserable and also i couldn't fall asleep because we were driving at night and like the goal was like oh all the kids will sleep i can't drive so Mm -hmm. i can't help in that respect um so you're basically a child then i'm basically a child (laughs) um almost 26 years old don't know how to drive and kind of only a little bit ashamed of it (laughs) you're it's it has its perks but i i will be real last night i was driving home at like one in the morning and this is the first time it's ever happened but i i like closed my eyes for like two seconds (laughs) And I realized, I was like, wait, I'm driving. And I opened my eyes and I was about to go, go around like a curve. So hearing oh this episode, oh, okay. I thought there was a bug on me, but it's just your No, cat. it's just Poppy. Yeah. But the, so it's a miracle that I'm here now and oh, also wow. uh, quite hungover. This <laughs> I wasn't drunk when I went home, but it was that thing where I woke up and I had like had two sugary like ciders and it just messed me up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, drinking sugary drinks messes you up more than, like, drinking a lot of not-sugary drinks, yeah. in my experience. So so the last time you went to Disney World, were you um, over 21 then, or...? Yes, I was... It was 2014, so I think I was, like, 22. Okay, I need you to tell me about what it's like to drink at Disney World, because oh. it seems incredible. <laughs> so... I'm, like, really excited because me and my family are doing the drink around the world thing this year. Oh, um, but we didn't really do any of that last year and we didn't do any like family drinking because we had two little babes. Um, my two youngest siblings at the time were like one and two. Oh yeah, that's hard. Um, and now they're a little older so we can have a little bit more fun. Um, <laughs> but I, one night later in the trip, we, me and my grandma and my oldest sister went to downtown Disney for dinner. And then they went home and I stayed in downtown Disney and got drunk by myself. Um, and it was a fucking night. Wait, remind me, downtown Disney, that's like the, um... That's like their boardwalk. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, like, whatever. Like, they don't have, like, characters running around there at night, like... That's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, I love, I love the characters. It's mostly for shopping and drinking. Okay, I know exactly what part you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I went when I was, last time I was 18, so it was, like, cool, because I was, like, an adult and could walk around unsupervised, but, I mean, like, you... Like getting drunk, or at least just having a drink in one of the yeah. pavilions, that's such a big thing. Yeah, like I've definitely, I, I don't remember if I like, I probably had drinks at like dinners and stuff when mm-hmm. we went last time, but I got 
drunk drunk this night in downtown Disney by myself. I kind of just like walked up and down the boardwalk <laughs> like by myself and like wandered in and out of stores just like looking at stuff. I think I was like on a hunt for a stuffed animal that I wanted to snuggle um, because my brother got a stuffed Simba and I was like, I want something snuggly. <laughs> my my, my three-year-old, two-year-old brother got a stuffed Simba and I was jealous of him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I got the most disgusting margarita I've ever had from a street truck. And it wasn't disgusting because it was too sugary. It was disgusting because it was too much tequila. That's a... People that like tequila, I feel like that's never a term that you hear from them. That it's like, oh, there was too much tequila in that. Yeah. But, but I guess like, it's like, you need I like balance. a good margarita, but a good margarita has a good balance of, like, the flavors. Mm-hmm. And this was just, like, tequila with a splash of... <laughs> like lime and salt it was disgusting i like ended up like drinking half of it and like going to a water fountain and watering it down (laughs) and like i was drunk i remember like taking like like selfies with this like statue of cinderella and like it was like and i woke up the next morning and it was very very blurry (laughs) what did i do last night oh i met cinderella so many times (laughs) And just, like, wandering up and down and, like, trying to decide if I wanted to go into bars by myself. But I kind of was just happy to, like, just carry a margarita around Disney you can, World. You can just carry it around, too? Like, they don't really care? As far as I know, it was fine. It was... I bought it off a street cart. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes it okay. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's downtown Disney, so it's basically, like, a contained, like, yeah. park. So, I don't think open container laws really apply in Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you could also argue, especially in, like, Epcot, it's like, well, this country is okay with it legally. (laughs) It's like, fine, I'm just going to go to Europe. They're chill. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, I know, and, like, the drink around the world, like, they, like, allow you to take your drinks around the world with you. Honestly, they should be selling, like, tumblers that keep your drink cold, and then you can get your drink in there. Yeah, because, like, if you don't get, like, three commemorative cups while you're at Disney... Did you even go? No. I I was, like, annoyed, like, when when I went last, like, how kind of, not frugal, but, like, how little of stupid stuff that I bought, like... I bought um, <laughs> I bought a Fozzie Bear teddy bear, which I still like to snuggle with sometimes. Yeah. And then I bought Kermit mittens in May in Florida for some reason. But I like barely got anything else because I don't know why. I think it's just like so much of it. I'm like I can't really justify it. But... Yeah. Because even all of it is available everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's it's... not a lot of stuff that is like exclusive to there. What I really want to get is like. Early in the trip, I want to get some, like, sparkly Mickey Mouse ears. Oh, yeah. That's what I really want. Like, my friend has, like, the rose gold ones, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm not used to podcasts. I was just fanning myself and being yeah, dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think your voice helped that. That made it clear. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on... So, we're... Um, so... I'm, I'm I'm trying to do a couple episodes in a row yeah. uh, with like uh, queer identifying people because I realized I dropped the ball uh, during Pride Month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I realized at the tail end, like, oh, that would have been nice. Oops. I know that Disney sells a lot of Pride merch. Like I like, and I think they sell more stuff like during Pride Month at Disney because mm-hmm. I definitely I have a friend who works at Disney and what? she. I know a couple people who work at Disney, um, and she like had lots of really cool pride stuff, like a pride cup and like a really cool pride shirt. And that's not included in like the stuff that they're selling online in their like Disney online store. Oh, okay. Because I don't love the stuff they have in their Disney online store as much. And like my friend went to, Becca, she went to Disneyland uh, during pride month with her parents and she like sent me back like a Disney pride pin. And it was just like, because this well, is my first Pride Month. Oh, congrats. So, yeah. Well, I that's also, um, that's a big thing in Disney that, like, a, a fun thing to buy, like, all the little pins. Yeah. Like, I went with my friend, uh, Josh McMaster, who's been on the podcast several times, but he, I didn't realize that he was a big pin guy until Ooh. I got there, and he, we wasted so much time with him, like, chasing down cast members to exchange pins. I, like, don't super understand this, like, pin swapping game. Neither do I, but it's it's real and uh, it's wild to just watch like a barter system. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it like? I have these two like very common pins. Can you trade it for this like slightly yeah. nicer pin? <laughs> I he was <laughs> he was being picky too. He was like, oh, that's a really cool one. And the lady was like, oh, I'm not 
trading that one. But I mean, I like, if you want to get this one, he's like, uh, nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to trade the pins that you paid for, you might as well get a different one that you like. That's true. Yeah. Like, even though like, settle. <laughs> I'm so bad at dealing with like, uh, uh, like retail people I'm, and I guess Disney in a way they're kind of like retail like if they're like I don't I won't trade that but I'll trade this I'd be like okay <laughs> like yeah, I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna waste their time or I'm whatever I'm not good at like haggling it's not not me <laughs> I'm not good at negotiating no I, I'm terrible at haggling like I've been to Israel several times and that haggling is a is a big thing really over there like um I, I can't speak for the rest of like the Middle East but so there are all these um like street markets and mm. that all the everybody says like oh you gotta barter and uh I tried to barter in this one woman's uh little uh kiosk or whatever and she like bl blocked me from leaving because I was pulling I pulled out money to pay for like a thing that I was getting and she saw like that I had more money and it was a whole thing. And no. she was like, please, I'm a grandmother. And I'm like, oh, man, I hate this. Uh, I hate that. And I was, like, trying to speak in Hebrew to, like, be cool to her. But then she was speaking a little bit too fast. And it was just uh, a terrifying experience. And I was like, fine, here's some money. Please let me go. Oh, my God. <laughs> please let me go, woman that I could easily just slip past. But I don't want to be mad at me. Yeah. I don't want this woman I will never see again to be <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> she, she is a grandmother. Uh, <laughs> I feel that. I can't have any grandmothers mad at me. No. Oh, I could never. Um, so, so we're talking uh, Tangled today. Tell me tell me a little bit about um, your feelings about or oh. why you chose this movie. Okay, so I love Tangled. It was one of the first, like, CGI, like, traditional Disney movies. Um, it came right after Princess and the Frog, which I was a little disappointed with when I saw it in theaters. It just missed my heart a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, like, I was really excited about it, and I think it just was, like, a, a little less, like, exciting than I wanted it to be. Like, I've seen Princess and the Frog as, adult, as an adult and, like, enjoy it and, like, think it's a good movie. Yeah. But Tangled was really had this magical quality to it that really captured my heart. I also saw it in theaters with my little sister. She's now 15, but she was probably like, I don't even remember when this movie came out. Uh, 2010. 2010. So, so she was like... Minus eight years from minus that. Minus eight years. Um, uh, she, she was under 10. Yeah. So that's like really fun to like share that with like a little sibling. Um, and yeah, I took her by myself. Um... So that was always, like, a fun thing, like, when I was in high school, is, like, taking my tiny sister out on the bus. Oh, that and, is like, fun. And, like, going to the movies at Franklin Mills. And, like, it was, like... <laughs> oh, I, oh, the, that's a good movie theater. Yeah. So, it's Franklin Mills, not Philadelphia Mills, for any of you Philly heads out there. Yeah, so, get over it. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, I have, like a, I have a co-worker that is like, I will never call it the AT&T station. I'm like, okay, Mike. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so that added a little bit of special magic to it in general. And, like, I just loved it from f the first viewing. Like, I remember, I don't know if it was that Christmas or, like, the Christmas after it. But, like, I got, like, <laughs> and I was, like, definitely, like, an older teenager at this point. Mm -hmm. But my mom got me, like, uh, like, a Rapunzel coloring book and, like, like, something else that was, like, Rapunzel. And I was just, like, <laughs> Because it's just, like, it's a very pretty movie. It is. It's just stunning visually. And I think that was, like, half the magic for me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I love things that are very visually beautiful like that. Yeah, because Disney, this was their, um, for the, like, they, they had done one or two other, uh, like, CGI or computer animated yeah. movie, but this was their first princess one. Yeah. And also this was a bit, this was, uh, the 50th animated movie. Really? Uh, of Disney. So like it needed to be really good. And the director, they were very intentional that like they wanted it to look like kind of an oil painting. 
It was stunning. Yeah. I watched like a weird bootleg of it this morning, so <laughs> I, d I know I missed missed out on some of it, but yeah. altogether, this German rip that I got looked pretty good. Yeah. I bought it on Amazon on Thursday night, and we watched it for the first time in a couple of years, and like... It just, rewatching it now, I don't remember the last time I've seen it, but it just like, it was just as heartwarming. Um, and I think I appreciated some of the visuals and like some of the story a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like I know it's not a perfect movie. No Disney movie is a perfect movie. Like, no. Of course it has its flaws. Of course Disney could be more inclusive, but I really love this one. Yeah, I, th I think it's pretty, I, I had no idea like I'm, I'm not too well versed in like fairy tales in general. Yeah. And I don't think I think this is like a stray from the original Rapunzel story, but Absolutely. still, this story is still pretty fucked up. That like, this woman just kidnaps a little baby. Yeah. So I, I'm a musical theater nerd, and I've also been in Into the Woods. Yeah. And there's a Rapunzel story in Into the Woods that strays a little bit, um, and it's a little bit different from this Rapunzel story. But it's also like an old woman who keeps Rapunzel in a tower. Um, there's no magic hair, but it's just like purely like this, like capture a small human relationship. Yeah, but at least in Into the Woods, it seems that uh, Rapunzel like knows that it's like, yeah, I know that this is kind of, that I'm just kind of stuck here. Yeah. And it's kind of crappy. But oh my God, stay with me. It's, oh. it's such a good song. It's I, such a good song. You feel sympathetic for the witch throughout yeah, this movie. She I, just loves Rapunzel. She wants to be beautiful. You know, that's all she wants. Because mm -hmm. it, it very much... Because, um... Uh, what's, what's the... Mother Gothel, her song, her kind of, I guess, oh, Stay Mother With Me. Mother Knows Best. Mother Knows Best is, like, very... She's so evil. It's condescending. It's, like, just kind of dismissive of Rapunzel. So dismissive. It's such an abusive relationship. And, like... Watching it now as an adult and, like, reading it for that is really interesting because she's so manipulative yeah. of Rapunzel and, like, just, like, really talking down to her and, like, telling her, like, oh, you can't handle yourself. Like, the way she talks to her, this, like, gaslighting way of, right. like, being like, you can't do this. You wouldn't be able to handle yourself. You're just a weak little person. Like... She's like, okay. And she's like, well, I've been told this my whole life, so how do I know that mm -hmm. I'm not? And, like, that's just so wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and it's also interesting because the movie right off the bat is like, yeah, she's, she's evil. Which yeah. I'm curious how this would have gone if, like, we kind of didn't understand Rapunzel's kind of backstory and kidnapping right yeah. off the bat that this was like something she discovers. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they give so much exposition before, like I kind of tuned out the exposition. Um, because like obviously I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like there's so much exposition at the top of the movie of like telling you about the princess being lost so that there's like no real mystery or reveal in this mm -hmm. movie. And I'm curious as to how it would have gone if you just started with like, like with her. waiting for my real Yeah. Life. Waiting for life to begin. Yes. Um, it's not waiting for life. That's, that's the one of this island. When yeah, will I, my life I begin? Was, yeah. I was thinking of the song from, uh, the Scrubs musical episode, <laughs> the really sad one. Oh, I'm not, like, super familiar with Scrubs. I had an ex ruin Scrubs for me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they spoiled it, or they just made Scrubs terrible for you because um, they were terrible? So, like, he introduced me to Scrubs and, like, told me, like, he's like, oh, I'm JD and my best friend's Turk. And I'm like, okay. And, like, it was fine while we were together, but then after we broke up, I was like, I can't watch Scrubs without thinking about <laughs> this loser. Uh... <laughs> It's also sad, because I think, like, you know, protagonists, everybody identifies, but that's so annoying when people are like, oh my god, this these two fun main characters that everybody loves, that's me and my friend. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like are you? Yeah. Is that you? Like, when How I Met Your Mother's oh, on yeah. TV, like, oh my god, me and my friend group, we're always, like, making, like, fun games Ooh. and stuff. <laughs> Talking no. about who we bang, or whatever. Ugh. I, like, that's why it's a TV show. Yeah, it's crazy on TV shows how much character, like, friends talk about like sex and stuff. I, I hate talking about sex with my friends. That's so funny. Not because I'm like, oh, I'm ashamed. I'm just like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> also, my friends and I, we're all very single. So we're like, yeah, so like, let's go bowling. <laughs> I feel like I was more into that in college. 
Probably because I was more of a slut in college. And I had more stories to tell. <laughs> so it yeah. was very fun to be like, oh, I was with this guy this weekend and it was like very stupid. He was boring and we were both drunk. Yeah, post, post-college... Um, like sexual conquest stories are not as fun. It's just like they're a little bit more sad. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, <laughs> like a recent one was like uh, I went on a date and he said uh, <laughs> I didn't feel like we clicked, so I just like went on Grinder and was just like being like, eh, hey people, and then I went on a date the next day. <laughs> yeah, like online dating wasn't such a thing when I was in college, so like. Like, it was a thing, but not that much. Like, it was, like, more of a thing. Because everybody was like, oh, Tinder, that's a bit, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, nobody was legitimately going on. I feel on. like Tinder's even more of a bit now. Like, people are like, Ugh. I don't know. I don't fuck with that shit. Well, it's always weird. I, I'll sometimes encounter people in relationships, and they're like, oh, I just go on Tinder because it's, like, fun. I'm like, no, what? it's not. We all hate it, but we're on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't really have a choice. Like, ugh, I, I can't even imagine, like, just going to a bar and just, like, talking to people. <laughs> I be- so prefer that. I, it's also, like, I can't, I, I don't really know, like, gay spaces in Philly, but it's oh. also, but it's also, I'm just, like, I, like, if I'm, like, I can ignore somebody on an app, but if it's, like, if I ignore them in real life, they can see me in physical form. See, I like talking to people in bars much more, especially now that I'm, like, going to queer spaces like Mm -hmm. even if it's not like a romantic connection i feel so much more comfortable talking to people yeah like at places like toasted walnut or like tavern on kamak like i like very drunkenly like flirted with a stranger (laughs) who was working in a coat room at toasted walnut um and then saw them the next time i was there and i'm like i'm so sorry if i was too (laughs) aggressive um like it's cool. I'm, I'm really sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable. And they were like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll see you around. And then, like, last month at Tavern on Kamak, I just had, like, a full-out, like, dance-off with a complete stranger. And then at the end of it, we had, like, the best hug. Oh. Yeah, so, like, in gay spaces, I feel like I just, like, having, like, a common ground to start with Helps me feel comfortable, like, trying to be friends with people, because it's like... I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because I work... Uh, I'm a cashier at Whole Foods, which I'm proud of. I haven't... I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast in a couple weeks. <laughs> um, but uh, I... So, like, if I'm in a good mood, I'll, like... I'll, like, you know, strike up conversations with people that I'm checking out. And, like, I've said, like, oh, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get it? And, like, peop, all these people will just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Wait, he's like, uh, H&M. I'm like, oh, I don't like H&M. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just have, like, a personality where, like, I've worked those jobs, and, like, if a cashier or, like, a barista is trying to talk to me, I'm gonna talk to them back, yeah. because I know it makes their day a little bit easier. Like, I work at the front desk at, um, uh, Wharton in UPenn. Yeah, so if, if you're, if you're currently waiting to hear back, if you get into Penn, uh... <laughs> It's not me! Oh, okay. We don't do admissions! Okay, I'm sorry. Don't come Um, but yeah, like I work at a front desk and I know what it's like to try to navigate talking to people and like, A, a lot of people have a hard time communicating their questions to people of authority in the front desk or the people who are, you're working Mm -hmm. at. Um, but like, it's easier if you come at them like a little bit nicer. Like I came into this job feeling like like, I was, like, a very cold person and, like, didn't really want to talk to people. Because I came from, like, service industry. I worked at Capagero. But now that I've been there for almost two years, it's, like, no, it's best to go into this, like, positively and, like, empathetically and, like, try to, like, make people feel like they're taken care of. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It... And it makes me a little bit more empathetic of all service workers when I... I think everybody needs to work a service job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, now that I, like, I've been doing it for a little bit over a month and a half, I think, at this point. Like, I I don't think I've ever been outright rude to a service person, but I've definitely been, like, just kind of, like, stand standoffish and just kind of, like, yeah. yeah. Like, so Whole Foods just implemented, like, a, you know, they're, they're, like, bought by Amazon. So now, if you're a Prime member, you have to, like, scan a code 
at checkout. And so people, without saying anything to me, will just hold up their phone holding the code. And it it's so demeaning. Like, I'm a person here. Like, you could say, hey, I got this code. Or, hi, here's my code. And, like, one time I was getting changed for somebody and it was taking me a second because I, like, looked at the screen... It's because I'm like, I'm not doing this in my head because, like, there yeah. are people in line. And the guy, like, gave me, like, snapped at me. Like, not snapped at me, but, like, made a little comment, like, yeah, I already know what my change is because, like, I did the math in my head. What? And I'm like, shut up. That person's a jerk. Screw you and your tucked in shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tucked in shirts. <laughs> um, Want to know a crazy thing that I found from the IMDb of yes. the Tangled? Always. So, um,. Did you hear about how they decide they designed the character of Flynn Rider? No. So, um, it came from a process called the Hot Man Meeting. And what happened was they no. set up a meeting with uh, all of the female employees of the studio and asked them just like what makes a man good looking. Oh my god. And so like they just like just women just listed off all this stuff and then like they sent in like pictures of celebrities that they like. So there's like bits of uh, Hugh Jackman, Brad Pitt, David Beckham, Gene Kelly. <laughs> what? Oh my god. And like, I used to not think that, so like Flynn has like that little like half goatee thing and I'm like, for the most part when I see somebody have, wear that in real life, I'm like, why not just like grow more of it or yeah. just shave the rest of it? But, he, but it works on Flynn. Yeah. I don't know why. No, it's because he's the, a cartoon. Oh yeah, that's true. But it's also like <laughs> once in a while, like I was talking to this guy for a while and he, I hate when people do like the beard without a mustache because I'm like what are you doing but this guy pulled it off real nice uh, there's and, always the special cases yeah and then he was bad at texting so after a while I was like okay I'm done you're not worth it yeah go for go grow a mustache he also he also had uh, an Android and I have an Apple uh, phone not compatible yeah so it's like I could text him and I have no idea if he even received it <laughs> and that's just too stressful for me oh my god I went I'm a goddamn mess. <laughs> On that specific topic, I was out with my current partner recently, and we were sitting at dinner. This was in, like, fucking Delaware as well. So, um, and the waiter at this restaurant we were at was, like, so weirdly friendly, and, like, he was trying to be our friend so hard, and, like, like his opening line of, like, trying to, like, make conversation was, oh, so, like, you got an Android and you got an iPhone. How's that working out for you? You know, with your, like, brand... And we were like, what? <laughs> You're not even going to choose one of our phones to talk to? You're just going to go with both of us? Like, it was like... Like, asking us about our, like, brand loyalty. And I was... And we were like, both of them just look like... What the fuck? <laughs> this is, like, not even effort. <laughs> like, you could have started with where are you guys from? Yeah. Like, that's a good place to start if you're, like, working somewhere outside of a beach town. Like, mm -hmm. we, were, we were at Rehoboth all day. So, like, assume that, like, we might be from out of town. Like, oh, are you are you folks celebrating something? Like, this guy just did not know how to talk to people. Yeah, he should go to Disney and learn from them. They're the experts. I have a whole book, actually, about, like, Disney's philosophy on customer service I actually have it here somewhere. oh shit oh man she's go <laughs> she's going to find it well my favorite well the thing that i that i love that they do and that i've tried to do more in my life like i don't point that much anymore like i very much they oh, do the open they do <laughs> oh they do like a they i do think a they do it like gun? this okay i thought it was a completely they might do this. open this is not very visual this is very visual but uh, like an open palm thing like show like presenting i always thought it was a two-finger point hmm Maybe i don't know I don't, that's kind of like an air traffic boop, thing. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Oh, we're doing flight attendants right now. <laughs> but yeah, so... But yeah, this book, I read like half of it. It's interesting. It's called Inside the Magic Kingdom, Seven Keys to Disney Success. It's very weird because it's written like a storybook. Huh. It's written like a fiction novel. Um, my mom lent this to me and I never gave it back to her. Yeah, you hear that, mom? You hear that, mom? I stole it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because they're all about... And it's... It's such a thing that in theory it's it's a given, but like when you work, it's so hard to be like yeah. treat every person that they're like the focal point of your attention, that they're the most important person. Yeah, and like even more than that, like 
so this story, it's like a bunch of business folks came to Disney to learn about the secrets to Disney's success, and they are going on these like multiple tours of Disney where this cast member, which is what Disney calls their workers, um, mm-hmm. takes them places and then like points out things and like tells them like cheerful anecdotes about how Disney does things and like gives them little lessons. Like one that I very specifically remember, and like I bring into my own life is to like walk the walk and like they don't just talk the talk they walk the walk they like if you they practice what they preach exactly so like they want people to really have this magical experience and they don't just like put like like a cover on it it's not just like a mask it's like it is the real thing like yeah go around and like i remember there's one story about like them like painting the gold on like certain things in Disney like every other day or something like they repainted just so that everything is always perfect yeah and like it's they like insanity and Disney just like world. how how it's everything is so meticulously designed so it's like yes. you can't hear or see other lands when you're in a specific land and that actually brings us back to Tangled so Tangled. I was I was trying to find like because I couldn't think off the top of my head like I don't think there's oh that was the cat don't worry <laughs> she's fine yeah it's a cat. That um, there's like there's there's not like a specific tangled attraction. No, they the have like a little like <laughs> yeah, tower. They somewhere. have a tower that's the but focal point in. to get to the bathroom. Yep, yep. It's like a tower on top of the bathroom. Um, they do have like Rapunzel and Flynn Rider like floating around. The last time I went to Disney World, we did meet Rapunzel, and she was beautiful. Is it um, long hair or short hair? She has her hair in a braid. Uh, oh, like when she's going through the city. Okay. Yeah, so she has her hair in the braid with the flowers, and it's perfect. That's it's great. Perfect. I have like beautiful pictures of her like hugging my like two year old brother, and Aww. it's just like heart melting. Um, yeah. But yeah. Because I, I, I and I guess they don't have an attraction. First of all, like I was trying to think on the drive over here, like what what would the tangled ride be, or what the what would the tangled attraction be, and like maybe it could be kind of like. Like a, not a safari, but like kind of a swinging through vines. Like a, if they, if there was like a Tarzan ride that they didn't do, they could like <laughs> adapt it to Tangled. Um, one thing I forgot about in Tangled until I rewatched it was they have like a lot of chase scenes. And yeah. Like there's that huge scene where they're like being chased out of the bar and go through like the water and like basically die. And they come back. That was that was very. It's intense. a very intense scene where they like get trapped in like a mountain of rocks or something, mm-hmm. and like Rapunzel has to make her hair glow so that they can see the exit, and then they have to claw their way out of this thing of like rocks, and then like once they're out of there, they have to use the hair to swing to safety, and it's just nuts. And like. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, do you? I did that thing where I like held my breath, <laughs> just because I was like, okay, if they're gonna hold their breath, I gotta hold my breath. Oh my god! And uh, it was hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's also a much different thing when it's like, oh, they're in peril and they're yeah. like fighting for their life, and, and you're sitting comfortably sitting in bed. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I hope they get out. That's actually, that's actually a problem that I need to work on. I, like, realize that I'm, I just will hold my breath for, like, a minute or so. And I'm like, why do I feel so bad? And I'm like, oh, I haven't... My body f- has just, like, has thrown out, like, oh, you should breathe. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a problem. Uh, sounds like a problem. Yeah. And speaking of problems, um, this movie kind of fits into the classic um, issue that, like, Disney has a very distinct style. but mm, yeah. And it was so clear in this movie, like, how ridiculous like Rapunzel's body proportions were. Oh my god. Like her, her eyes and her eyes are her so eyes are ridiculous. Because also Flynn's eyes are like like he has a very just like typical face, but her yeah. eyes are like bugging out. Like she, giant like tennis balls. Yeah. And like her she's wearing a very tight corset. And, <laughs> and it's like I can't Im- like I would love to see a scene where after a long day she flops on her bed and just like unties it and she's just like, oh finally <laughs> Yeah, like, and she's also, like, basically a prototype for the two, 
leads in Frozen. Like, her face is exactly mm-hmm. the same. Her body type is exactly the same, maybe a little bit smaller. Oh, yeah, you've seen that image macro where it's just, yeah. like, the Disney face the or Disney whatever. The Disney face. It's the current face of Disney. Um, but you know what? You look at the Disney Renaissance and all the princesses look the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Belle, Aladdin, not Aladdin, Jasmine. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ariel. And speaking of Disney Renaissance, Alan Menken did, yes! uh, did the music for this. Alan Menken and uh, Glenn Slater, who yes. did the additional music for The Little Mermaid on Broadway. And Galavant. <gasps> and Galavant. Are you a fan of Galavant? No. I watched like one episode. <laughs> Re- okay, because I would feel like that would be like so in your domain. Right? I, I think it came at a time where I was like, just not feeling it. That's I fair. Know. I I watched like four in a row. Just it also just didn't get popular minutes. enough. No. Oh yeah, that's always. It's hard like to... not anywhere. It's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Maybe I'll rewatch. Boom. No excuse anymore because I told you where it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like that definitely lived in like the same realm as like Once Upon a Time. That show, I I think it's still on. Once Upon a Time. They... I've never seen it because oh, they... it's so bad. You, it's so bad. I don't get what it is. Uh, like, oh. it doesn't make sense. Let's do a like whole other podcast about fucking Once Upon a once Time. Once Upon a Once Upon a Time. Boom. <gasps> That's the podcast name. <laughs> That's the podcast. Um, I started watching Once Upon a Time because I heard good things about it from other people. Um, and, like, the first couple of seasons are, like, really fun because they, like, really play with the whole, like storybook characters living in a modern world and like the mythology of all that and it's really interesting so is it kind of like into the woods and like enchanted no okay so what happened was (laughs) um the evil queen was mad and so she put a curse on the whole like fairy tale world um like they were originally like in like a very traditional fairy tale world where like you know castles prince yeah. and princess like, like the galavant universe you know <laughs> you know um and then she got mad about something i don't quite remember what and she put a curse on everybody and took the whole town and plopped them into this modern day town and erased everybody's memory so nobody knew anything different they just had these whole new lives they were like separated from the people they loved and like just like forced into these like very humdrum modern existence but like are they literally in the modern world like Cinderella is like I gotta catch the train or whatever not in like it was like a small town oh okay and it was like it was like Storybrooke so it was like a very small like very like um like New Englandy town like where everything was just like sure very stuck together just like the universal back lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then the evil queen had adopted a son and the son was actually the grandson of snow white and prince charming yeah sure. and his mother um was born in like fairy tale world and was sent somewhere to be safe uh and like grew up in like the regular world like the real world and she was like a criminal and like a bad kid because she was like through this foster system and all that and then so her son... I'm like just realizing you're still explaining the plot. of I am, like, I am. The, Just the general idea. This is like the idea. pilot. <laughs> oh this is the general idea. So then her son goes and finds her in the real world and is like, you're the savior. You need to come help us. Wow. And so they all go back to Storybrooke, which is their little town, and they fight things and save the day. And like the best part of that series, like the whole series was the arc that they did in Neverland where they like fight with Peter Pan and Peter Pan's like a villain. Oh, oh, I'm into that. Yeah, That's cool. Peter Pan as a villain is freaking great. Oh, it's such a good arc. Su- he Peter, Peter Pan sucks. Peter Pan is like the the fairy tale equivalent of just like like proud boy toxic masculinity like I won't yeah, grow up. Yeah. Like a 13-year-old toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like, so terrible. I saw Peter Pan at the Arden, and my very good friend Joe played Peter Pan, and they played it so well, and so, like, annoying. (laughs) It was so good. It made me really rethink Peter Pan. Yeah, I mean, I I also don't give a crap about Peter Pan. Like, I can't, I don't remember the movie at all. I was never a big fan. Well, I think always, like, the reimaginings of it are so fun. Like, Hook is great. 
That's the only one I can remember. But... I didn't see Hook, but I remember seeing Finding Neverland probably like way younger than I should have. That's the one with like Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you whisper. Like we don't mention that name. Which legit. Um, I don't know why. And maybe it's because I don't know him whatsoever, but I thought that like Zachary Levi was kind of weird. Like his voice as Flynn Rider. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know if that, like, cause I've never seen Chuck and I didn't- Me neither. There was like just something, I couldn't figure it out, but I thought like just like how he looks, I was like, oh, he's gonna be like a really gruff guy. See, like to me, it's so like, it, it the voice matched the character for me, maybe because I saw it in theaters and right. it's like the voice I know is Flynn Rider. Um, so I think it's interesting comparing you seeing it for the first time to me seeing it, like, for the probably millionth time. Right. Um, see, I think after he was entangled, Zachary Levi was starring on Broadway in a show called First Date, I think, mm -hmm. with Krista Rodriguez, who I freaking love. She played Wednesday Adams in oh, cool. Adams Family on Broadway. And she's just so good. I don't remember seeing a lot from that show, but I remember seeing, like, videos of Zachary Levi singing in it and, like, being like, oh, he's a good singer. Like, and he's not, like, such, like, an actory actor, like, in Hollywood that mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, what's this guy doing playing Flynn Rider? What's this guy doing on Broadway? I, I kind of like when they pick actors who are not so mainstream to do things like that. like Oh, like how Paula Tompkins is in this movie? Wait, what? Playing who? He was the, he was the little uh, old beard guy. Aww. The little troll guy. It's like, oh, that's a knife. He's like doing his like um, Mayor Bobbledoonery voice. I, I am not a Paula Tompkins fan. Oh, that's... Not like a, I don't like him, but like I don't really know his work very well. Yeah. Oh, that is a fun rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> It'll, oh, you will have a fun day. Like my the most that I like know about him was like going to see um, Comedy Bang Bang, which we went to together. That's right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. That was back a when we were improv buddies. Yeah. Back, <laughs> back when I took improv classes. Oi. Oi. Oh jeez. Oi's right. <laughs> Taking improv classes. Yeah. Oh man. Now like that. Uh, that was so hard when I would tell my parents that, and they're like, "Oh, cool." And now my parents like tell people that I do stand up, and he's like, "Oh, he's a comedian." And I'm like, "They're like, that's so fun. We should see a show." Do of you yours. do stand up? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, Not sometimes. that much. <laughs> yeah, I like don't. I I I don't think I've gotten paid for it ever. Who gets paid for comedy? That's fair. Yeah. Well, this is that's Philly. Yeah. Or most places. Most places. Yeah. Uh, I could I could talk for a whole podcast about um. About that. <laughs> yeah, that's our other new podcast. Um, uh, uh, ha ha cha ching. I don't know. <laughs> Working title. Working yeah, title. the most whiny podcast ever. More than the regular podcast. <laughs> That's my whiny voice. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's so hard. Because I, you know, like, both of us are artists. And on one hand, I'm like, like, you should, like, obviously, like, I'm working. You should pay me for work. But then also I get invited to so much just dreck on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not paying for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of issues with, like, money and art and shows and all that. Like, some shows are more expensive than I'd like. I think all shows should be pay what you can. Mm -hmm. um, and like as somebody who has a full-time job, I would pay $10 if it means somebody who doesn't make as much money could see a show for $5 or $3. Yeah, and it's like I'll, I'll always like, if I see a show, like I'll of course, if I see one of the performers, I'll be like, that was great. Because the model of just like, yeah, just everybody buys a ticket. That doesn't really work because especially in Philly, there's still, like, we have to convince the general public that, like, there's good comedy and performance yeah. art in the city. Yeah. So, like, I do a lot of shows in bars, and somehow bars are able to pay their performers, but comedy theaters are not. Well, bars are fucking cash cow. Like, because a bottle of liquor is $12, yep. and then they pay, they charge $12 for a shot of that. Yep. We, we should quit comedy and open a bar. Let's open a bar! We'll call we it, have, we'll call that Ha Ha Cha Ching, and that, ha -ha that'll cha -ching. be perfect. Yeah, and we'll, we'll host our podcast from there. Yep. From behind the bar as we're making drinks. That, I, no, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> we have, like, wireless mics like Britney Spears. Ah! 
I want one of those so bad. Mm-hmm. Just walking around. Yeah, just all the time. I want to ha- I want to be mic'd at all times. Are time. you a celebrity? Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I do shows at bars, we do pay what you can for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still able to promise our performers usually a hundred dollar stipend. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Could I be? No. <laughs> do you sing? I do. I did theater in high school. You're going to sing for me now. Sing some Tangled. <laughs> um, I can't think of any of the, Like, I, I know the... Um, uh, I can't think of how the, any of the songs go. I think, I think that's one of my biggest... And obviously, I haven't listened to it as much, but it's like when I, list, when I saw Moana or uh. Coco, I was like, okay, these are earworms. I got it right in the bag. But I think um, Tangled, I just like... I, none of them really stuck in my head. Yeah, I, they're, they're, my favorite song from that is I See the Light because it's just so pretty. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's, that's so the duet pretty. that they did. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, that's like their best song from that show. Um, which, and it, I think the music from the show is less of an earworm as much as it is like, like just pleasing to listen to because it's very Ellen Mankin-y. Mm-hmm. It's very traditional Disney. It almost feels like, both like an homage to old Disney and like like just like a copy of old Disney. Like if there if yeah. there's a lot of like um like there's a lot of like references that I see like from the Little Mermaid in it. Like there's a lot of like music that sounds very similar. Like all of Mother Gothel's stuff reminds me of Ursula. Like so hard. Oh yeah. Like That makes sense. Yeah. It, it definitely feels like the whole movie is, like, paying homage to, like, traditional Disney movies, like, in traditional Disney princess movies, which is so interesting to have that come after Princess and the Frog, which was so, like, breaking the mold of Disney movies in so many ways by yeah. featuring a predominantly black cast and, and putting it in, like, a modern world. I was going to say, maybe that's part of because I think that was part of it for me that, like, it didn't... Because, like, all these different worlds, like, like yeah. Norway or, like, the Middle Ages, it's such, like, a magical time. But it's interesting to kind of be like, yeah, the, the real world and, like, our recent past is magical, too. Yeah. But, like, it was hard to kind yeah. of... Yeah. Uh, I think that's why it didn't click with me right at first. But then, like, I, I remember having a night with one of my good friends in college where we smoked a lot of weed <gasps> and watched Princess and the Frog and just, like, because like the, talked about the it. songs are great yeah like uh dig a little deeper yeah i love fantastic. almost there and like connect with it so hard and i will never be able to sing it anywhere no i'm just not allowed <laughs> i understand that and I, I i i respect that but i want everybody i want other people to sing it so i can love on it yeah but i uh, like i because that's that's a good point that like princess of the frog was trying to be like okay we're gonna try to make a, a new princess movie, but we're gonna, like, we're not, it's not, obviously, like, the stuff that we did in the 80s and the 90s. This is, like, our new stuff. And people but it was also the same it. animation. Yeah, and so I guess with this, they were like, we're gonna bring back Mankin, and we're gonna now do a new form and kind of see how we move forward from yeah. there. And I, I think what Disney's been doing lately, which, like, employing uh, Robert Lopez and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, oh, people yeah. that, they're well-versed in Broadway, and they are a little bit more clever for... Because, like, now uh, all songs need that kind of, like, cleverness also, to it. not old white guys. That's also true. Yeah. Like, um... As long as you have an EGOT, you can write for <laughs> Disney. Does Lynn have his EGOT yet? I can't... Im- I know Robert Lopez you know has what? an EGOT. I think, hmm. I think Lynn is very close. Lynn's very close, because obviously he has I don't think he has, he has an Tony. Emmy. Yeah, because he, he, he does TV occasionally. Yeah. Hon, what doesn't he have? I don't think... I don't think he has an Oscar. I don't think he has an Oscar. You know what? He's definitely... I'm sure he... I'm pretty sure he has an Emmy for, like, original song for a show. I think it's from, like, Sesame Place or Sesame Street or something. In, yeah. Um, but I think he doesn't have an Oscar, and that's this why is, I really wanted Moana to win. This is something Oscar. that I'm going to look up right yeah. now because this is something... This is important. It's also funny because I, when I started this podcast, I was very much like, oh, I'm, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is overrated. And now yeah, I've, amazing. like... I've calmed down because I... My my whole thing with uh, him is that people need to 
calm down because I because <laughs> I don't think it's good for anybody to just like say to like these like three like a couple people like you are a genius like you're doing great stuff because you know bring it on the musical happened yeah and, yeah <laughs> but you know boy, what, what a like, humbling experience for him like everybody has has their things and you have to work to get to Hamilton yeah I think he's a great example of somebody who has really worked to get what where he is yeah and, and like, I, I think he's, I think he likes to work and that's something I like about people because like he's always doing something like he's gonna be in the new Mary Poppins movie he's always writing music for this person or that person like while he was in Hamilton he was flying back and forth to write music for Moana yeah that, I mean that that is what I like like I'm curious what he's gonna be like in 10 to 15 years I also really like his social media presence he's like very poetic and like very positive and always trying to like share messages of like goodness and like we need that so much in social media right now. Yeah, because he's social like, hey, you're great. Social media is so garbage. It is. And he's so much like, hey, you're valued and you're beautiful, but like in a more poetic way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Lynn. With like a cool rap. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing. I'm, I've definitely tried improving my like writing and specific like rhyme structure writing because of... Oh, I him. know you're like a, an award-winning rapper. Thank you. Yes. I, <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That I'm in the presence of an award-winning yes, uh, rap won, star. Yes, I've won Eat Your Beats four times. Wow. Four or five times. I think four. What's your rap persona? Is it the same every time? No, I changed it very often. Actually, one of them was Lin-Manuel Marinera. <laughs> and Taylor ran away. Uh, That's too good! Thank you. And I did my favorite though that I did with uh, I did one called King of the Ocean, what? where it's just like a guy who's like, yeah, I'm the king of the ocean. What? It's official. I'm that's gonna be my thing. It's official. And yeah, there we go. <laughs> also, my data plan is garbage. So yeah, I think uh, Lin Manuel doesn't have an Oscar. Actually, I don't think he has an Oscar. Yeah. Because I remember being really disappointed when he didn't win for his song in Moana, and I think he lost to like. La La Land, and Ugh. I freaking hate La La Land. I haven't Land. seen La La Land, but it's I... It's garbage! Yep, that's why I haven't, because people yell that at me. Um, uh, do you have any final thoughts on, uh, uh, what's the word? Tangled, Tangled before we... Oh, I can, like, still go on for, like, another hour about Tangled, um, and, like, how gendered it is. Um, and, like, so, I read something somewhere, I don't know how true this is, that Tangled was not called Rapunzel because they wanted it to appeal to, like, yes, a less Yes, because that was a big audience. thing with Princess and the Frog. And, like, Frozen was also, like, used to be called the Ice Queen, and then it was called Frozen because more yeah, widespread the, appeal. It was called the Ice Queen because it was named after one of the executives, like, their ex was, like, really mean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but and then I saw somebody say that like they also called it Tangled because it's it's just an it's just as much a story about Flynn yeah. as her and I'm like kind of well like, that's because they did that on purpose because they wanted it to be a little less femme so that little boys could appreciate it mm-hmm. um, and I feel a lot of ways about that um, I feel like a lot of Finn's story was not necessary um, yeah I like. Because he, I can't even think of like his transformation. He's like, I'm not going to be mean anymore. I'm yeah, not he's be like, a... oh, someone likes me for who I am. I guess I'll stick to that. Wait, what's his real name? Na- Eugene Fitzherbert. Eugene. Thank you. <laughs> Eugene. So he, he goes from being like a scallywag who just wants to make lots of money and be left alone to being like a, a, a nice young man who wants to be with his princess and that's also like the the pretty much the only arc for all male characters yeah. in the Disney universe. Yeah. It's like um the 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 princesses they are just like they want um a prince and to be able to like do what they want. Yeah. And the the man the prince is like, "Uh, I don't want to do stuff." I don't and then, do "Oh, stuff. wait, you know, I want to do stuff." I'll do stuff. <laughs> just for this lady. Yeah, tangled um, do stuff. But yeah, so like there's a lot of like really interesting moments in Tangled that like like I feel like some of the fight scenes and like I have a dream like they were put in there very purposefully to like try to make it less girly of a mm-hmm. movie because I do m- like I have a dream I have a dream is really cute and I think it's a really good way of like blending like the way Rapunzel 
has this like magical quality about her to like soften people's hearts Mm -hmm. and like make people come around to her and I think that's really great but then like they throw away all this like masculine energy for I see the light and it is just like the gooeyest most like romantic scene in like since like a whole new world yeah, I mean, just the visuals of just all these lanterns. All the lanterns and the flowers and, and her they're hair. too like intertwining in the air. And they're just like so gooey and mushy, and I love it and hate it at the same time. Because yeah, I'm like, I will never have anything close to that. It's just gonna be like <laughs> no I'm one a, will. It's, it's gonna be Disney. like I'm sitting at a bar and like uh, we brush hands, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's gonna be that's my lantern moment. <laughs> You both reach for the same fry at the same time, and you go. <gasps> and then I'm like, "Come on, let me have that <laughs> fry, you son of a bitch." Do um, you want a lady in the tramp this fry with me? <laughs> That's my favorite line. <laughs> uh, it's like, "Babe, you want a lady in the tramp this taco with me?" <laughs> I'm just like always scared, like ordering food on a date, because it's like, is this gonna be a sharing thing? And also, like, what are you gonna order? Because like, I could eat a full meal. Like, I'm going on a, I'm getting, uh, I'm like supposed to like get, grab drinks. Uh, with somebody at eight and I'm like is this gonna like am I should I eat beforehand or my family is very much like okay should we eat before we go somewhere or are we gonna eat when we get there and uh, that, that's why I, <laughs> I love that that's why I have food issues sometimes guys I uh, love sharing food on a date I, I have to say I've been dating somebody for almost seven months now Aww. and this is after like years and years and years of fuckboys um and it's really nice to share meals because, like, if you like get two really good things, then you get and to you get taste two things. really yeah. good things. We split cheese steaks and fries last night. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Do you guys like the same toppings on um, your cheesesteak? Yeah, we got whiz and onions. That's that's great. See, yeah, I'm that's I'm like love. I'm a little bit of a bitch, and I put like a. Uh, I put like uh, onions and also like the two different peppers and sometimes I put mushrooms on and I know that's very controversial. I don't to say like in mushrooms. Philly. I love mushrooms. But I like I feel spread. like you can always order things on the side. Yeah, that's and true. And add it to your cheesesteak. And like we went to Joe's and Joe's has like a whole pickle and pepper bar. Oh, that's So you have to great. put them on like yourself. I personally just eat pickles by themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you're not a monster. <laughs> Oh, we got, my family, we had half sour pickles the other day. Useless. What? They just tasted like cucumbers. That's gross. Because, like, why why would we not want the full pickle experience? Yeah, I was eating, like, spicy pickles yesterday, and I'm like, I think this was a mistake. <laughs> it's just fiery and briny all I love over. that everything comes back to, like, dating and food. <laughs> yeah, this is, I should start, eh, no one wants to hear my opinions on dating. Because it'd just be like, why does no one like me? It's like, because you're just complaining the whole time. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, Oi. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think of any last things that I... Oh, um, so uh, the the country of Corona or whatever uh, that Rapunzel's from. First of all, I don't that's think it's is it Corona? That uh, that's what I read online. Really? I don't know if that's actually what it's called. I don't know. I've I don't never think heard they that. said it. In I don't the think movie. they say it in the movie. It's probably pronounced like Corona or something. Um, but Do we their stick a lime in it? their flag is cool. Their flag is cool. Yeah, and I'm like, even though because uh, I watched a TED talk about flag design. And uh, <laughs> flags don't flags usually don't use purple because it's like uh, it's like a royalty thing, and if you yeah. want to appeal to the commoner, then you don't have like a uh, an elitist looking flag. You should also watch the TED talk about flag design. It's from Ro- it's by Roman Mars from Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, and you will be obsessed with flags. That's a <laughs> Ross guarantee. Okay, um, yeah, I think I feel the vibe I get from the kingdom in Tangled is that they have like a very good relationship with the commoners like they have this like very open story about like the princess was kidnapped and we all got to like rally around this and like yeah like everybody like the flag is everywhere and it feels like it's everybody's flag mm-hmm. and like there's so much imagery with well, the flag well that's a tenant and, like, to a good flag design that yeah. it's simple and that it like unifies and it has the, people. the sun it's like this golden like sunflower mm-hmm. imagery and i love that that imagery comes back in like rapunzel's paintings and it helps her realize that she's the princess um which i do call bullshit on her remembering herself as a baby because she flashes back and she's like, oh yeah, I was a baby and those were my parents. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how like trauma works in that way. 
Yeah, that, yeah, and also, um, the worst line in the entire movie was Flynn says, did I ever tell you I have a thing for brunettes? Yeah, stupidest line of the whole movie. I went, I just yelled, ugh, when I, when that line happened. Yeah, and then Flynn the movie is such ended. an ugh character. He is. He's such an ugh character. Ugh, not ugly, though. Yeah. That's yeah, my... but that's, like, generally, like, men. Yeah, that's fair. That's why I'm still single. I'm like, this is very, <laughs> this is very hard to find... Uh, people that uh, it's really hard to find I got very lucky and I'm dating a friend yeah well I I've dated friends in the past and it's like when the relationship is so fun but then like when we broke up it was just devastating yeah I I, I feel that yeah so hopefully you guys never break up yeah um <laughs> we got poppy to keep us together uh, good uh so now so now it's time that we rate things so we rate everything on this podcast on a scale from zero to five you can be as minute with like decimals as you want uh, but what what uh, number would you what rating would you give this movie? Um, I'm pretty generous. I'd give this movie a four. Wow, I'm actually almost right with you. So, uh, so I mean, I've done so many of these movies at this point yeah. that I'm getting very minute. So I'm giving this movie a three point nine nine nine. Yeah, I was thinking like a three point eight, but like I feel like I'm generous, and I will give this movie a four just for like warm fuzzy feelings. Yeah, cause cause. I, I can't help but compare it to, like, Moana and Frozen. Because, yeah. like, this would... Tangled kind of gets forgotten, per, first of all, because it was, like, smack dab in between Princess of the Frog and then Frozen, Frozen. exploded. Yeah. Frozen was just, like, nutso. Yeah. And I think it's... I feel bad because this was a good movie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll probably watch this some more, again at some point because, like, I was surprised at how good it was. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's... it. I didn't love it. So... Crunching the numbers, it's not really hard to see that we gave this movie a 3.9995. So, that puts it in our ranking system right above the TV show Hey Arnold and right below Ratatouille. Oh, I haven't seen Ratatouille in a long time, but it's a good one. Yeah, and like that kind of checks out for me. Like, once in a while, I'll be like, that math makes no sense. Why would we put this movie here? I would be curious as to where it ranks amongst only Disney movies. Um, yeah, that is fair. So let's, uh, it, so the closest Disney movie, uh, is Tangled is a little bit better than Lilo and Stitch. Oh, you haven't done, what, what Disney movies haven't you done that, like, Uh, majority. Ones? Oh, okay. Um, well, we haven't done any of the classics. Oh. We still haven't done Frozen. Maybe the, that's, like, a big, we've done, we... Frozen's, Frozen's an undertaking because there's so much to unpack. Yeah. Because, like, it's good... But it's not good. People were, I think people were so excited and were very impulsive with like, this is the best thing ever. And it's so uh, transgressive and so different. And, and like, then when we all look back at it, we we're like, it's not it's that different. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you have to look at Disney movies for what they are. I think you can't look at Disney movies and expect them to be something too, like, progressive mm-hmm. or like... Like, they're, in the end of the day, they're kid movies. And they're here to entertain. And I think it's great when Disney movies teach kids to be strong and fight their own battles. I think that's a great thing that Rapunzel does. Like, she needs a little encouragement. She needs someone to hold her hand as she goes into the world. But she takes care of herself. And Mm -hmm. she takes care of everybody around her. She, she takes care of Flynn more than he takes care of her. And she also allows herself to be scared, but then she realizes so that it's time that like she can step up and rise to the occasion. Yeah, I, and I love that she's a vulnerable character. We need more male characters that are vulnerable yeah. because male vulnerability is such like a problem in mm-hmm. today's society. Like, yeah, like I mean, I, I, I've kind of learned kind of like through, you know, like fa- realizing my sexuality... And kind of being like, this is how, like, I'm true to myself by being like a kind of vulnerable uh, beta male or whatever. <laughs> I don't know oh, how people call it. But no, I mean, I, like, I've, I've learned like through trial and error, like, this is who I am and like, I can better myself. But I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not like frustrated or like ashamed or annoyed if like some like meathead is like, oh, you're a fucking bitch or something. Cause I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool you're yeah you're weird yeah like, like i'm i'm having a lot of fun doing a lot of different things i'm not just like uh man okay we're gonna go to the bar and have three beers and we're gonna watch a football game 
Like, fine, I'm gonna, like, I am so excited that I don't feel shame anymore about, like, ordering silly drinks. Good. Oh, boy, that, oh, That's a big that's, hurdle. It is. Like, if it has a weird name, kind of like if you're at a chain restaurant and it's like, I'll have the Uncle Sam's ooey gooey grilled cheese. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I won't call it that. But it's like, uh, I'm <laughs> dipping my toe in that. <laughs> uh, the ooey gooey grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh, I could go for one. Um, oh. <laughs> Taylor, thank you so much of for course. coming up. Um, is, uh, what kind of stuff are, would you like to plug? What's coming up in your oh, gauntlet? all the plugs. Um, so if you're watching, if you're listening to this in the summer... Uh, you can see me at the Philly Improv Theater doing The Witching Hour on August 30th. Woo! Uh, that's a variety show that I host with my friend Libby Rindle. And we are witches and we are spooky. And <laughs> we bring in really interesting, really talented performers to do really strange things. Um, we usually embarrass them with food a little bit. Um, there's a lot of music and weirdness and costumes and wine. Amazing. Wine for all like we bring wine for the audience um the week before i'm gonna be performing on philly song john with sean uh which is also at the philly improv theater that's like a parody competition yeah, I, I did i did that show i did the first one of that show and yeah. i i didn't go on but i need i need to produce and release that parody that i did <laughs> i'm very proud i think of you it. should just like release a mixtape I, I was, okay, no joke, I was legit thinking about that the other day, that I think I want to make um, a song parody mixtape. I started writing, what did I write? I started writing a parody of The Only Exception by Paramore, oh so I still need to work on it and make sure that it's, like, not garbage, but that's yeah, a dumb thing. Yeah, let's, we, we can talk about that, because I, I work with Eric Jaffe all the time, who oh, nice. does, like, mostly song parodies, and, like, I would love to discuss with yes. you and, like, Well, I, um, shop. I'm... <laughs> Uh, I love Weird Al. <laughs> of course. I, w I was listening to like the This Is Weird Al Yankovic Spotify playlist the other day, and they ran out. Like I was like listening to them, and I was like, oh, I've listened to that one too many times. And Aww. they were like, okay, now we have to go to just Weird Al Radio, because you listen to too many. Oh. Yeah, I feel that. I'm also, you can also see me at the Philly Improv Theater in September for Fringe. I'm performing in Sarah Clemency's musical, Only Woo. in Your Dreams. I'll be doing nonsense in the ensemble in that. Um, uh, yeah. And then you still work at Penn. And I work at Penn. So I, I am if you're able in the Wharton to, School. Don't come ask me if you got in. No. Nope. And <laughs> but don't you can ask, ask what her opinion is of uh, the current alumna. Oh, alumnus. story about that. I don't know if you've heard. Erin uh, Dehoney has a joke about this. Um, she's, I think she's a couple of Wharton jokes because we work like literally arm's length across from each other. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah, she works that. in my office. Um, but we we don't get these calls as much anymore. But sometimes we get calls about him, um, usually from older people, um, and they either go one of two ways. They're either like, "He's an idiot." Like <laughs> I like we have people who are like, "What classes he t did he take? I want to know what he was learning because he doesn't seem like he knows anything." And then we have other people who are like, "I want to know exactly what textbook he read because he just seems like a smart guy." And like any question about Trump, I need to forward to like a specific guy who is like tasked with like talking about Trump. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense that Yeah, like we're not allowed to have an opinion about him. Like in our office, we definitely like the people in Also, doesn't have... Tiffany still go there? Or she just graduated? She may have just graduated. I have a friend who was asked to tutor her, and he said no. Oh. I'm like, dude, you could have made so much money. But I also feel like she's chill. I don't know. I who have knows? nothing to base off of that. We have nothing to base off of that. Yeah. Like, she's a, like, a rich bitch. Like, you need to, if you haven't heard it, you need to look up her music. What? She made very bad pop music at one point. Oh, God. Yeah, because of course she did. Um, and as always, you can listen uh, to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Woo! us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at KidFlixPod. Send us an email at KidFlixPod at gmail.com. Uh, that is all for today. We will hear you next week, and go, go, Gadget, and show. Woo!